Hello there, you're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Thursday the 15th of September. Today I am joined by Lacey Smith, who is a Watson's Daily Ambassador. Hi there Lacey, how are you doing today? I'm good, how are you Peter? Very well, thank you. Um, so what did uh, what story stood out for you today in Watson's Daily? Um, well, I jumped on the Zara's owners reporting surging sales because it's nice to see an industry that's actually having uh, positive things happening. Um, I know, it's like sorry, finally sorry I have that. something. <laughs> it's good. Yes, no, it's good. I'm like, finally something's going up instead of me having to talk about the downfall of everything this uh, week. Uh, yeah. So... Finally, so Inditex mm-hmm. is actually doing really well right now. They are um, expecting higher profits, rising sales, um, and they believe that the end of year is actually going to go really well for them. So it's mm-hmm. kind of exciting for once. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of this has to do with just they have a very well done business tactic. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of different, I mean, you've said it before, they have a lot of different levels of uh, price points. So it's mm-hmm. nice because they have a wide view of the industry for apparel. Yeah. Yep. And I feel that a lot of it, like yesterday, I was saying that there's been this culture shift between where we were in COVID and now we're finally feeling like we're out of it. Mm. And so people are kind of shifting the way that they dress at the moment. So then it's time to kind of update their wardrobe and go to places like Zara and Massimo yep. and in there and actually shop for new clothes um Mm -hmm. that especially has to do with now that we're rolling into the winter season you might be seeing people who are wanting to put i thought i was thinking of like as much as i've talked about the energy crisis this week i can't have to keep talking about this Mm. um with that i know hey maybe people are gonna go oh a jumper is actually cheaper than me spending a bunch of extra to heat my house there we go maybe they'll Maybe they'll be profiting from that kind of side of things. Mm. People are going to want warmer clothes. They're going to want to wear jumpers. Uh, things that are just outerwear is something that's great at Zara and Massimo. So that's been really great to see. Like This is probably a good shift for them in the winter season. As well mm. as things like we might actually be seeing the first Christmas parties that we've had in a mm-hmm. couple years. Because even last year was a little bit dicey about having larger parties. Because... Mm. Um, Omicron came around and that was still kind of an issue Mm. so it's nice to see maybe we'll actually have some reason to wear party wear people are Mm. finally getting out of their sweats people aren't able businesses aren't able to sell the work from home type sweats and stuff anymore people are actually Mm -hmm. moving towards what really Inditex is kind of best at Mm -hmm. is that like going out where or office to office to casual Mm office to like dress up they do a really good job of those kinds of industries and i think it's Mm. kind of exciting to see that someone's doing well right now (laughs) Mm. no it is good isn't it i mean it it does give you it it's a a rare beacon of light in a sea of darkness i mean it really is quite um it is quite something i mean um, you know anyone who's listened to this podcast or read um watson's daily um will know that i am uh i'm a long-term fan of inditex the company um which is the one that owns zara and i have to often i often have to say that because 
many people do believe that Zara is a company on its own and it's not. It's a brand of Inditex. Um, so um, I think this is this is uh, really amazing. Um, I think that we are really coming into, I mean, it's p- certainly past the first part of the test um, of, um, of a difficult uh, economic backdrop. Um, by doing pretty well um and uh and it also i think came through it seems to have come through covid quite well and i would argue that what it's done through that time is it has had to close stores and things but maybe that means that so it's now it's continuing to expand both online and offline and i just think that they are doing you know they they are expanding from a, a relatively lean base i mean I'm saying lean in in terms of it's not that they're small because obviously they've got so many outlets around the world. But when I mean lean, I mean they've trimmed the fat, you know, the maybe the underperforming stores, that sort of thing under um, under COVID. And so now they they can actually with that in mind and with their current momentum, they can keep building and building um i mean it may be the case that that things start slowing down um sales and things start slowing down but um but for the moment it looks good and as you rightly say you know i mean we're going into a colder season people are probably going to um buy more warmer stuff um either to wear at home um or or to travel between home and work um and so they seem to be well placed because uh, again, as you rightly said, you know, there's there's all the they serve all the different price points, different age demographics. So, I mean, I think it's I think it's good. So um, welcome news, certainly. Um, and it's a contrast in, with with, say, some other apparel retailers. I mean, the most notable one, I guess, very, very, very recently is Jules, for instance. Um, Jules um, is sort of. I'd say, you know, preppy, older, maybe sort of older preppy type stuff. Um, and, um, you know, they, they had that, uh, they, they would uh, have in talks with Next, Next walked away. Um, and, you know, they're having, a, they're having an absolute nightmare. So, you know, Inditex um, striking forth and showing everyone how it's done, really. I suppose the other, yeah. you know, they need to really contrast with what's happening at, at uh, H&M. And I think that Inditex really has something going for them because they're quick about jumping on the things that are trendy at the moment and they do Mm -hmm. a good job with it. It's something that's trendy at a decent price point and something that's not going to fall apart in like a week. So they're doing a good job keeping the price down, keeping it well enough made that someone's not going to go, I'm just going to have to buy another thing next week or something because Mm -hmm. this is going to fall apart. So they're, and they have a really good experience in store. You walk mm. in, everything's displayed nicely. There's good lighting. It's mm. just, you have a good experience going into store as well as, I mean, their online experience is even not that bad. So it's mm. like, you have a lot of options. They've just been really solid about how they market mm-hmm. their product and who they're marketing that product to. So I think they just have a really solid base mm. and they're working really well off of it. Mm. No, uh completely agree completely agree yeah so yeah so i mean i think that um yeah hopefully it'll go strength to strength i mean you know i originally thought um, maybe consumers will be reluctant to spend too much on clothes 
um, and maybe they will see a slowdown because clothes are a discretionary purchase. But then I think that that could well be counterbalanced with, oh, I'll go in and buy a jumper. But then they have end up buying something else as well. You know, and I mean, I think so... that like, honestly, clothing, when you are hurting for money and you mm-hmm. want to treat yourself, mm. something from Zara is going to be a relatively inexpensive way to treat yourself yeah. and still yeah. feel kind of like that little boost of um, dopamine from, yes, I had something new <laughs> and I get to treat myself yeah. now. Well, again, I totally agree with that because and also it's something tangible, right? I mean, you know, what would you if you wanted to treat yourself? You could, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking, trying to delve deep into psychology here is that, you know, it's like you're thinking, okay, I need to treat myself. I'm trying to, you know, I've turned the thermostat down and, you know, I'd, yeah. So actually, what about if I go and buy a jumper from Zara? So you buy the jumper from Zara and you can still um, stand back and, and admire it um, at your leisure rather than, say, going out you know for a meal which is great at the time and then it's over isn't it so it's like yeah. a, it's it's a thing it's an affordable treat and it's a thing so that you you're can feeling actually cute keep it. you're cozy <laughs> you're cute exactly exactly and and the benefits and the and the warm cuddly feeling that you feel <laughs> will continue um so you know for longer than a meal or a drink not that i'm against meals or drinks of course um, but um, but you know maybe that might be something that people like, um, and yeah, I bet actually, I wonder. I mean, it'd be so interesting to see. Maybe if I can remember, um, you know, I wonder what the whether jumpers will will come in as the number one gift um, come Christmas time, um, as people as we're all in the same place. So so yeah, it'd be be interesting. Um, <clears throat> Anyway, I better move on to my um, to my topic. So, um, so now I, I, I warn you now, right? <laughs> I, I warn you now. I might sound a bit evangelical on this, right? Because um, I think this is an absolutely massive deal, and I bet most people listening to this are going to think, "Nah, it's not really a massive deal." But anyway, um, this is actually in my defence. Uh, this is before I even said anything, so I've really built it up now. Um, but. Um, uh, Quasi Kwarteng is looking at removing the banker's bonus cap, um, which um, has been the subject of debate for quite some time. So in in the good old days or the bad old days, depending on your point of view, um, bankers just had no limit to what bonuses they could earn. Right. So you could be earning, um, you know, let's say 100 grand a year, which is fairly healthy. Um but you could get a bonus of two million quid, three million quid, ten million quid. You know, it whatever it is, it could be. It's it wasn't capped. Um, however, what happened was in uh, we had the the financial crisis of two thousand eight, two thousand and nine, um, and a lot of finger pointing was done, and a lot of that was saying, well, look, the bonus culture at banks is encouraging um, unethical behaviour. You know, and and so uh, therefore, um, in order to take away that behaviour, we need to cap the upside in terms of bonus that people can earn. So this was capped at only uh, double your salary. Right. Which which uh, is a sentence that if, you know, uh, me saying this, I'm conscious that 
there will be absolutely zero sympathy um, from anyone <laughs> at all um, who, uh, you know, about bankers who only get twice their basic, right? Um, I mean, there have been ways around it. Um, and as a, as a, a city headhunter in investment banking that I was a few years ago, um, you know, one of the things I noticed immediately when this, this, kind, this kind of came in was immediately uh, bases were doubled or, you know, they saw a significant increase in base salary to to help um, the the um, employees uh, be able to get more money. Because obviously, if you're doubled a salary that's all <laughs> with bonus that's already been doubled, you know, it's a relatively healthy amount. But anyway, this is huge. I think that if you brought it in, this what this is going to do is um, it's going to mean that all the talent is going to want to come to London. Well, not all, but, you know, I mean, a lot of talent, a lot of people are going to want to work in London. If you are sat in a French bank in Paris um, doing, I don't know, structured finance or something like that and earning a re- reasonable living. And you speak perfect English, for instance, are you going to be tempted to London where you be, your your upside is uncapped. I would say, yes, you are. Because I think in, in the industry, most people um, in the industry, and I'm not talking about in the regulators, because if you go to a regulator, your motivations might be different. But if you go into an investment bank, even as someone who's not massively motivated by money, um, but just has a mild interest in it, um, you will be turned into someone who really values money, you know, is very keen on money because you can't fail to be. I mean, you're surrounded by it. Everyone talks about it all the time. It's your job, you know, everything. So this is good. This will mean that anyone who works in the, in the industry, especially if they're in Europe, are probably going to want to go come to London. Now, balanced on the other side of that is the fact that I think most people will will see the figures and think this is ridiculous um and they will say this is just conservatives you know um sort of helping their mates it's not well i mean it is but the the other the other sort of upside is the fact that we'll get the best people running our biggest industry so you know but i mean i don't know what do you think what do you think where do you stand um on that divide um well i think it's really interesting that they're thinking about taking the cap off right now mm-hmm. with the cap was put on during the financial crash of 2008 and 2009. This is the closest, like even little niggle that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that's similar to 2008 and nine as mm. far as finances go. So it's interesting that they're like, Hey, now that we're in another financial crisis, let's uh, pull this cap off that we put in the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've, I just find that a little bit interesting, but I also feel like, why not try to boost the city of London? I mm. mean, if we can be the best industry for finance, then that's mm. a good thing. Bringing mm. the young, te- I feel like it's going to be a huge thing, not only for the, I mean, maybe seasoned people will be comfortable in their jobs in on the continent on mm-hmm. in Europe, mm-hmm. but maybe we'll get some really killer young talent that wants to come to London. Yep. I yep. feel like that's going to draw in those young people that haven't built families yet. I mean, mm. when you see those young financiers that are like, oh, look at that. That's going to be an opportunity for me. That's going to be kind of huge. Mm. As my, the start of my career mm. could be basically incredible. And I think that we could really capitalize on mm. that younger kind of movement because those are the people that are going to be have longevity in mm. the industry. So mm. I feel like that's 
a huge demographic that we should be hitting with that. Mm. But I do, the timing might not be great to say, hey, let's give mm. bankers a ton of money. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's like, hey, That's I know not... you can't pay your bills this month, but yeah. this banker just yeah. got a million yeah. bonus. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is the thing, right? This is... This is going to be a tough one to sell and an easy one to an easy one to criticize. But, you know, another thing, I mean, I don't know, this might be drilling down into it too much, but I would have thought that this would be an excellent way of um, of making um, staff come into work, um, especially the ones that tend to want to not go in, which are the ones a bit further up the experience scale. Because they're the ones who own big houses in, you know, in, in the suburbs and are quite well set up and like what's going on at the moment. If you were an employee, I mean, being cynical for a moment, which I know I never am, um, is, uh, um, is you could say, right, well, you know, so-and-so, has a, you know, they, they, keep, um, they only come in twice a week. So what I'm going to do is I'll say, listen, if you don't come in, if you don't come in every day and help with, you know, nurturing the, the young people that we've got coming in, we'll just get uh, Francois over from from Paris to do your job. How, how do you like them apples? You know, I mean, that's I mean, that's, the, you know, I suspect that's what they could do. They could say, look, bonus caps coming off. Upside is for you. But if it's if you're not going to bother coming in, we'll get someone else to do it because there will be loads of like, people minimize their bonus they're like well that's nice but you really didn't play into the uh business because you're yeah. only here two two out of five days so i guess your bonus is two-fifths mm. of the amount of everybody else who came yeah. in five days a week yeah exactly so i'm like that would be pretty ugly with how high the bonuses could yeah. potentially be it is it is and you know for all the i mean again i know there's lots of criticism and yes people do earn lots of money or can earn lo- loads of money in in the uh, in, in the industry and by the way not everyone does by the way, because everyone assumes that everyone in the industry earns loads of money. They don't. It's some of them earn obscene amounts. Um, others earn fairly obscene amounts and others just, you know, do quite well. So I just think that um, it's interesting. This would be a tough sell to anyone outside the city. But actually, it would be a good thing because the city is an important industry. And doing something like this will, in, especially at the moment where you've got um, Europeans trying to basically suck any um, business away from London, um, this is going to make things a lot harder. So, so yeah. But It's um, nice because with how hard it is now with visas getting yeah. into London, this mm-hmm. would be a really huge incentive because it yeah. does take extra work to get a visa and to be able to come here. So it's like, here's a literal bonus mm-hmm. for if you do go through that whole process. And yeah make yeah, it work for you absolutely absolutely so there you go so um yes ending on 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 loads of money there um now there's a couple of things i need to um you know finish on uh, firstly is to say there was so much news today that was i just thought was really interesting i mean you know obviously i sit here every day um you know getting up at four starting to write this you know what's the daily at four fifteen. And there were so many good stories today. And, and what, you know, and what's indicative of that is usually the final section of um, the news anyway, that I do on a daily basis. Um, I usually maybe three stories, maybe four stories. But today there were just so many that 
that I thought, oh, I've got to put that in. That's got to go in. You know, it was a very, it was really difficult. So anyway, my point is, is, you know, there's loads of stuff in here. We only talk about two stories on this podcast. If you don't already, please do subscribe to Watson's Daily. I mean, we had 23 stories today, which you might think, oh, that sounds a lot. But at the end of the day, you know, I mean, uh, Watson's Daily takes 10 minutes to read. And you need the breadth of stories. You can't just go from, you know, I think two stories a day is enough. It's good. It's better than nothing. But if you, if you, I think that you get the most out of all of this, the podcast and everything, if you get Watson's Daily itself. Um, because and the really, like the affordability of Watson's Daily is fantastic um, because you're pulling things from like 10 different newspapers that... Mm. To be able to subscribe to those newspapers, newspaper, each of those newspapers would be like a hundred pounds mm-hmm. <laughs> a month kind of yeah. thing. Whereas paying for Watson's Daily, you're getting a snippet that you're able to read quickly. It's much more understandable um, and it's at a good price point. So <laughs> thank you very much. Yes. Yeah, so but it is, but it is though. It is. I mean, I, I say that, but I, it is, you know, I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> it is good. But anyway. So that's one thing. So that's one one thing. Um, and the other thing as well is just to say um, for those people who come in on the Thursday night call, I'm afraid I can't do tonight's call because um, my eldest son, he, he his school is doing a parents' evening. I have never set foot in his school because of COVID. We haven't been allowed in. And so this is the first time that I'm actually allowed in there and we're going to sit there and we're going to have a sort of parents' evening. So I'm very sorry that this evening I can't do it, but I will be back um, next week. Again, if you are a subscriber to Watson's Daily and you don't go on the Thursday night, you really should because it's a good um, way of, uh, you know, I try to, uh, well, one is I I summarise the week's news. So that should be very useful for you. But the other thing as well, is that it gives you an opportunity to actually air your views or air your ideas. Um, and, you know, I can help you. So, I mean, I can actually directly help you if you're on the call. And I can't, obviously, if you're not on the call. So, um, so anyway, that's it. <laughs> um, but uh, thank you very much indeed, Lacey, for your views today. Thank uh, you. It's been great. Your insight, no, no problem at all. And um, thank you for listeners for listening. Um, and we will be back again tomorrow. Many thanks. Bye. Bye.